Welcome, Welcome back, back to the Charles Owen Experience. To the Charles Ogan Ogan Experience. Experience. Round Rootkit two. Music. From yesterday. Round two. We're back. We're back. We had an incident with a memory card. It's all good now. We're back now. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know any different if you're listening or watching you this. You wouldn't know any different. Unless you saw the other one, then you'd know. Yeah. Then you'd be pretty sure you'd, indeed. You'd be pretty sure this is number two. Guys, remember, like, subscribe, YouTube, Spotify. If you're on Spotify, top left-hand corner, they've made it more difficult to rate the podcast. Press the three dots, go to rate the show, rate the show, five stars, do that. They YouTube. did that. Yeah. Just for us. They hit it a little bit. Fucking hell. We must be victims of our own success. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, big time. YouTube, Spotify, do all that now. Yeah, all right. Oh, quickly. Camp. BJJ Focus Camps in June in Leuven. Me, Jason Rao, 363 euros, 9 to 14th of June. Thank you very much. I remembered all the details. Yeah. I'm going to be releasing a technique video to display the K guard that's going on. Right. 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 Oh, <laughs> oh bloody hell. I knew that would, would happen. All right. it. Just it's, leave it there. It's just going to dry up, I guess. That's what water does. It's part of the cycle. Uh, moving cool. on. All Qu- right. Quickly moving on. You had a match on the weekend. Yes. How did it go? Well, we hear about it all over again. <laughs> it went poorly. So, I mean, I can't pretend this is the first time I've thought of it now. So, basically. What happened? I lost via decision. I got my guard passed three, four times, three times, I think. And. Which is crazy because. Go on. That doesn't happen often. No, it doesn't happen that often. But, you know, once I get tired, I guess you've got to play tactically and try and avoid giving sub attempts over the passes and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, as it's a sub only rule set, it's, it's more risky to be extremely exhausted where they can just get you with any sub than it is to give up position yeah tactically mm. yeah so uh why i feel like i had to give up position so good counters off the leg entanglements and generally yeah just getting not wanting to get too tired where i can't attack or can't defend a good quality bit of pressure plus submission and yeah that's it basically how do you reckon one improves their gas tank for this style of match uh yeah it's more tactical i think obviously you could just do shark tanks with people that are just spazzing and trying to jump on you like from all angles mm. uh maybe not spazzing but like people jumping on you takes takes your means you got to like hold their body weight for a second whilst you get your grips in and if you don't get grips in at the end of it that's bad because you've just taken their weight for nothing you're flat on your back and then they're going to start running around like side to side and it continues to be tiring in different ways mm. so yeah you work you get tired in cardio tired and you get muscle fatigue tired as well which is bad if you don't get any submission attempts out of it. At your level, do you think it's to do more with like getting that kind of reactions during training or a different strategy for a uh, Probably just a different approach. Like, yeah, like I said last time on the last podcast, which we'll never secrets, ever yeah. see. Yeah, just uh, want to make a less good quality connection to the legs and then work from there to get, you know, inside position with the legs rather than, so basically go from like, you know, there were small periods of time where I was in weight of guard and that sort of stuff. I feel like doing as much of that as possible from the start, i.e. engaging first rather than waiting for him to jump in and counter is a better strategy because I'll get less tired. There we go. Yeah. Cool. Questions? Let's get to some questions. Let's, let's begin. Let's go. Question one. And we'll be saying everyone's names this yeah. time. Yeah, Okay. How to explain to spazzy white belt motherfuckers to stop fighting for dear life every roll and relax. Uh, this, this was question one from last time. I remember it well. 
What a question. Um, we can say the exact same thing. Yeah, relax on the pins, bro. Pin them. Yeah. Pin, pin them and pin, pin them down. Make them suffer the whole round. Don't yeah. have to sub them. Just pin them and make them suffer. Yeah. If you are a spazzy wipeout, learn how to chill out when you're getting pinned. I feel like that's that's when people get most panicked and because they yeah. don't want to get pinned. This is how to explain to white belts though. Pin them. Just do it to them. Yeah, they, yeah. You can't explain it with words because they. If they're spazzy, they don't believe in the moves. So you just have to do it to them. And then after like five minutes of struggling, they'll genuinely realize that it works. Yeah. And they're just strapped under mount. Dark room them. Dark room. And it can be so horrible that they'll just tap and restart and then you just pin them again and you give them no play. Fantastic. And yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you try and sub them, probably they're not going to recognize that how close they are to breaking their arm and you've got to control a sub rather than a position for a long amount of time without getting injured whilst they're spazzing and you know all that so that's a longer protocol better to just you know either get the back all the time and rear naked choke them where they can't injure you with a spazzing or just put them in mount and just i mean you can sub them from mount or better just wait wait for them to keep them there relax in mount and yep. just do that every single round until they don't want to roll with you <laughs> And they'll learn their lesson. It's perfect. <laughs> and then they'll get better at jiu-jitsu. <laughs> they'll learn their lesson. All right. Uh, Go for it, Chief. Defending Butterfly Ashi Achilles slash Aoki Lop, especially later stage. You gave the answer, but I forgot yesterday. So That's early right. stage is try to backstep out of the position by controlling the legs. Like later stage than that, let's say you get tipped over. It's like holding the tricep and trying to work your way up to both feet whilst holding the tricep and then try to backstep. And other than that, if you feel like you can push your heel back to the inside and you can spin, like giving up the heel hook to get free. What else? You can try and pull your knee all the way through to the floor and super late stage when they've already got your heel trapped on the chest, you've got to like block the leg and then spin around in a circle with it. And that way you'll basically escape that way. There you have it. That's my advice. I couldn't have put it more concisely if I tried. All right, do you want to do a question? Go on. Yeah. Oh, we got a question yesterday that we forgot to do or who sent it into the wrong place. Go on. Oh, that fella. That fella. Go Thank on. This, was, this is for you, though. All right, uh, so okay. this one's for you. I'm an old fat man. I used. To, wow, this is a long question. I used to deadlift a lot. I don't deadlift anymore as I'm focused on BJJ. I miss it and feel weak as fuck. If I deadlift at a decent weight, I lose a load of flexibility and lose my marginal ability to invert. Should I just be stretching more or should I give up on the big numbers and just accept I'll be weak and can just about invert? Same on squats and triangles. Um, it depends how heavy you're lifting, but I'd just give up on the big numbers and, and still do deadlifts and squats. But you don't need to try and like break your PBs. I mean, you, look, do, doing a variety of training is, do, do, sorry, doing a variety of exercises alongside those exercises is key. If you look at why powerlifters get really stiff is because they're just focusing on those three lifts, bench, deadlifts, and squats, and those three alone. If you're doing various other exercises around that, like, you know, some Romanian deadlifts, focusing on getting a big stretch, split squats and you're doing some mobility at the start internal external rotation of the hips and you're you know trying to get into deep stretch positions through like various exercises then you'll be good but like you shouldn't be trying to lift as heavy as you can all the time basically feeling weak as well is very much like if we're talking about jiu-jitsu that's just probably bad takers 
That's bad tech. It's bad yeah. position. Yeah, bad you can, position. Because you can be super strong and have no idea where to place your weight, and then you just you won't feel strong to anyone. Yeah, like, we both know people who can deadlift a lot of weight and squat a lot of weight, but they don't feel as strong at, at jiu-jitsu because they don't know where to place their weight. Yeah, or they hold on to like the wrong things and like yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not really there, is it? No, That's what you've got to explain. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, trying to deadlift like re- super really heavy and squatting really heavy I don't think has a like to a yeah, certain point, point to, a, to a point it'll be great and then once you get really strong in those exercises change, change them up try some split stance deadlifts try some single leg deadlifts just try and like get better, better quality of movement so like can you do like split squat variations can you do deep tier plyo split squat variations can you do deep deep squat uh, variations of like deep tier plyos Basically, you want yeah. better mobility and coordination to move within deep ranges. I wonder what the relationship is between people that deadlift a lot and people that can invert well. Yeah. Do you think it makes it, if you can deadlift a lot, you just can't invert that well? If you look at some of the best Olympic lifters in the world, they're really flexible. They can get into full splits. They can get into you know, a deep ass to grass squat with their hands directly above their head with like a hundred plus kgs directly over the head in a perfect position so yeah they can and those guys can deadlift a lot of weight like shout out dimitri Klokov, that fella can put put 220 kgs plus over his head after cleaning it and he could probably deadlift 300 kgs i guarantee if he learned how to invert properly he could do a good invert fair enough but because he's trained because he's also training to be flexible and i don't think it's to do with a, a particularly lot of stretching but doing good mobility drills and a wide variety of different training methods is going to help you become more mobile yeah. rather than just focusing on squat deadlift and bench that's it then there you have it yeah. that was the answer. put yourself in deeper ranges deeper positions when you're training weights yeah and then not being able to triangle easily. Thick well, legs. Yeah. I think the... That is an issue for some people. Some people just do have really thick legs. Yeah. Maybe focus on... If you've got really thick legs and you like being big and strong, then crush people with your thick legs rather than yeah. trying to triangle them. Yeah, just do arm bars and that because, you know, you've got no space between your thighs anyway, so may as well just go for the arm bar. Or you can still triangle with, like, one leg, kind of. You can just cross your legs instead. But yeah, realistically, if you've got short legs, triangles are not the one for you. Yeah. Do something else. Simple. There it is. Jiu-jitsu is not for everyone. Get better at guillotines. Your legs are too thick. Okay, next question then. Thick legs. Go on. All right. Uh, thoughts on Z-Locks. If it's, is it something you've investigated much? Indeed it is. It is in my first DVD. You can buy that. Continue to buy it. It's been going great. Uh, <laughs> Monclizzi coming soon. Actually, I might... Get Christian's uncle to design me one. Yeah, yeah. He designed him one just now. It looks With like submission grappling on it. That would be perfect. Just right in the middle over the MC sign over wow. the Monclizzi. That would be yeah, so cool. Amazing. So you uh, like the Z-Lock? Yeah, it's a fucking good movie. If you can get there, you can finish people. But most of the time, you got a kind of... I mean, you get an opportunity for an outside heel hook, maybe, and they turn their knee out to defend, then you control the second leg. And then from there, you've got both legs, and it's very hard to escape, and they're going to get fucked. Yeah. So yeah, big fan. If you can get it, you should definitely take it. I yeah. think it's one of the best moves in jujitsu. Full stop. It's a terrifying move. 
there's just nothing you can do. You're just watching. Your both legs are being twisted the wrong way. Your whole hip is going to break. What? What is even worth that? Nothing. Nothing. A gold medal? Gold medals are cringe. Yep. Uh, how does Joseph Chen hide tripod? What does he do? Is he magic? Uh, he's pretty magical. Fair play. Uh, Joey Chen. Joe Chen. Yeah, we've been doing a bit of that. So he just gets near side underhook and head position on the same side as the butterfly hook. Then he tiptoes himself all the way up to like a whatever concave vex whatever it is position like a downward yeah. dog like a them? downward dog exactly just like a dog like a racehorse <laughs> and uh <laughs> he, hey and uh he just <laughs> what was i say hey like a racehorse, tripod, like a racehorse. Gets <laughs> okay uh he gets double underhooks gets himself into that like i think he gets one underhook and right. then he goes head on the same side as the butterfly hook tp's all the way up with his head on the floor so he gets contact with the floor and then when people try to butterfly hook him over it feels like you can tip him over but you can't because he's got good like awareness of like his balance because his head's already on the floor so he can like feel how much his head is pressing against the floor and press back you know relatively using his underhook so he just basically keeps himself there and then he'll push the second knee free or he'll do like some combo of double underhooks and leg pummeling to finish the job there it is joe chan joseph chan what a man he was doing some good passing at, at the cc trials great passing let's uh, see joseph chan versus did he face langaka yeah okay i'll probably go watch that again yeah that was a good match Fair play. he beat him yeah passing Passing and that passing. get him tired. I think it's passing. passing with that tripod passing. Sick. Besides Copenhagen machines, beside Copenhagen's and the adductor machine, is there any any other way to train the adductors? Yes, Cossack squats, side to side squatting variations. You could do a Copenhagen variation where your foot is up on the bench, you drop your hips down, and then you push back up. I would say the best would be some weighted lateral squats. You've got a weight in your hand and you squat out to the side. Keeping the opposite leg straight, and then when you come back up, that's gonna hit the adductors. Even you could get landmine variation, landmine in front of you, weight in front, holding the weight, and then doing a side to side squat is gonna hit the adductors, or with the weight on your back, or the weight in front of you. Nice. Those are gonna be great. Kettlebell Weights. swings? No, it's not gonna hit the adductors, mate. Not at all? No. Not even a little, as you go. No. No, it's gonna be glutes. Still, though. Hit something. <laughs> still. Still hit. Still, man. Still get your legs. It, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, but that's going to be best for the adductors. The adductor machine is also very good. But basically, you want... You could do an adductor squeeze with a little block. But that's gonna not, not, not going to really be like... Of benefit if you already have strong legs. Doing that little squeeze is just going to help help them get like activated. Good, good warm-up before you start squatting. Get block, put it between your legs, squeeze it for 30 seconds. That's an nice. Excellent warm-up. What a time. Okay. How to stop a standing opponent who keeps looking to snap down into front head when I'm seated. Try to make grips on their hands as they come in. Try to keep your feet on the inside of their legs and hold their knees at the same time. So you can basically push their upper body away whilst pulling on their legs and it will both relieve the pressure from the front head lock but also prevent them from going to mount and finishing the front headlock. And that way you can both escape and get a cheeky counter on the legs. But you have to, you know, have a good enough, you've got to risk grabbing their legs and keeping your foot inside and not not fighting the hands on your head in order to escape and actually keep the, the legs. Otherwise, if you lose the legs, not only do you not get the legs, but you lose the position, i.e. they manage to grab your head scot-free and it's not looking good for him. 
Yeah. Like a racehorse. Just like a fucking... Love those. Like a racehorse. Shout out the Grand National. <coughs> we should play this time. <laughs> I'm cutting weight at the moment. Feel dead around... <laughs> what? Dead, bro. Feel dead. Around an hour and a half uh, on the mats. Fully gassed out. Any tips? Depends how much weight you're trying to cut. Maybe you're trying to cut too much, too much weight at once. I'd recommend timing your carbohydrates around the time of training. Eat plenty of carbohydrates before training. Have carbohydrates during training. Make sure you're fully hydrated as well. So drink lots of water before training, mid-training, and after training. Uh, and so Good. around your calorie balance, fit those carbohydrates in around the time of training. And that's it. If you're cutting weight and you're tired. If you're cutting weight and you're tired. Try that. See how that makes a difference. It will make a difference. I guarantee Get some we, we can quickly go on to this next one as well. Um, is it related? It's related, yeah. Wow. It's about Dante Leon's 800 calorie, 800 grams of carbs. Oh, per, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Dante Leon's nutritionist having him eat 800 plus grams of carbs? Too much? Uh, probably not, to be honest. That fella would no doubt be training three times a day and would be burning plenty of energy throughout the day carbs are the main source of energy when doing jiu-jitsu so it's important to make sure that those are topped up and i'm sure he's not eating 800 grams of carbs every single day maybe he is thereabouts but what will happen is that fellas he cuts quite a bit of weight to get to his weight class so during the periods where he's not cutting his weight it makes sense for him to have really high carbohydrates so when they get into the weight cutting period this can can significantly reduce those carbohydrates and reduce his fiber. And because his body's already, his body will respond really well to that because he's already used to having a high amount of carbohydrates. So it'll be easier for him to lose water and reduce um, gut content with the lack of fiber. So it'll be easy for him, for him to make weight as well. 800 grams, what is that? Let's like- Of carbohydrates? Yeah, like let, what's 100 grams of carbs? Like one bowl of pasta? Uh, let's say like 60, 60 to 100 grams of cereal, which isn't much. That's like a pretty big bowl, like a big-ish bowl of cereal. That would be like 100 grams of carbohydrates. A medium-sized bowl of pasta could be 80 to 100 grams of carbohydrates. That's not that much then. Exactly, yeah. 800 grams of carbohydrates you could probably do. Just eight <laughs> bowls of pasta with sauce and that. Yeah. I mean, if you eat lots of pasta, bread, fruits, bananas, sports drinks, juices, uh, you could easily do it. And also there's yeah. ways of getting like simple carbohydrates in to the max without feeling too full. Like let's say you go, okay, fuck, I've got, I've just, I need to eat four slices of white toast, bit of butter, bit of jam, smash that down. That's not too filling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it is and a lot of sugar. It is a lot of sugar, but this yeah. this is burning them. It doesn't it, like yeah. it's not an issue, non-issue for these fellas. Just yeah, you, you, you just a get, lot of sugar. Yeah, it can be sickening, though. I guess it can be sickening, <laughs> but you'll get over it. Yeah, yeah, you'll get, you'll get over it. You'll get through it. You'll like, get. What about diabetes? What about dying? No, they're what about dying of health oh, complications. They'll be fine. They're, they're you know you're fit. You're in good shape. You're exercising all the time. You won't, even, you won't even consider it because you won't be anywhere near being overweight. So it's not going to fuck with you. You're not going to yeah. just develop type two diabetes without being really fat. Fair play. Yeah. I guess you can also just like eat small amounts throughout the day and not have like enormous meals of sugar. What he would do is similar to like basically what you were doing as well. Like when you wake up, you have food uh, during training. You're going to have like an intro workout, which is going to be like a high, like a sports drink. Lucasade. Uh, yeah, Lucasade. And then as soon as you finish training, you're going to have your lunch. 
So you're going to have a meal with a dessert probably or like another sports drink or a fizzy drink. That's an easy another 50, 60 grams of carbohydrates plus, plus a dessert. Then after that, you're going to have another snack. Then you're going to train again, intra-workout, post-workout. That, um, this is basically your life. Yeah, it's just, it's just eating all day. All you're doing is eat, eating, training, and sleeping. Yeah. If you're, an, if you're a professional athlete, that's what your life you is. You just eat as much as possible in the downtime. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, I don't want to say like I wish delivery were faster, but you know, sometimes you do. I do. They are pretty fast, though. Fair play. Maybe they should give us money for this. Yeah. Do you want me to go? Go ahead. All right. If you can only do one, is pre, during, and post training electrolytes more important? The post training electrolyte is more important because you've already sweat out all your like a lot of electrolytes then, so it would make more sense to replenish the electrolytes that you've just sweated out. There you have it. There you go. Fair play. How to deal with self-doubt and anxiety after seeing my draw in brackets is way more accomplished. So if it is a tournament, then probably you just, you know, try and get at least one thing that you did well, right? And, that, and also, if you paid for it, then you have to, even though you might get fucked very quickly, you've got to understand that you paid money, so you've got to at least enjoy the experience or gain something from it. So get your money's worth. Yeah, exactly. So if you just stress about it the whole time and then perform badly, you're probably not going to feel like you got your money's worth. But if you just try and enjoy your match, like, well, fuck it, I'm going to probably get fucked anyway, so I may as well just go and do my best, i.e. enjoy myself, then, yeah, that, I would say that that would be your strategy. If it's like a a show and it's like a 1v1 against someone who you're way better than then you can think of it more as like i might have a good day and win like if i lose 95 percent of the time maybe today will be my five percent and you go out with your five percent mentality but yeah if you really expect to win then you should feel like you should win on your worst day and that is it right basically don't worry about what you can't control try and do your yeah. best on the day yeah basically that and if just don't sign up to that division again, if you feel like <laughs> if you feel like there's no point, and you're just going to get fucked or injured, then you should not be in that division. You should go and do it in another division or another competition or something where, you know, you can actually, That's a good point. you're not really sure if you'll win or lose. Not that you'll definitely win or you'll definitely lose. Challenge it's just, yourself. Just a waste of time, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people do get, just get like a lot, like anxiety around signing up to competitions. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of it's, course. Yeah, it's scary. It but is stressful because you've, you've got yeah. you just got to prepare well. You've got to train, yeah. train hard. All the hard work should be done by the time you get to the competition. You've literally just got. To I think go at least it's not a team sport. At least you only disappoint yourself if you lose. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> if it's football that's and you were shit, that's like done. eleven. Oh no, you made the other team very happy. On the other hand, but yeah, you've made it. You know, ten of your friends unhappy at the expense of 11 random people who are your enemies becoming happy. That's even worse in a way. <laughs> uh, chili oil for merch. Again, yes, this yes. is a great hoodie. Look at this hoodie, everyone. Submission grappling. It's completely resistant to chili oil. Shut. Any spills. Well, really? Yeah, we, we free refund to anyone who spills anything on any of their clothes. Wow. Actually. No, 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 no. Actually, no. I actually, so I, I changed my mind I now. Back. I take that back. But see... It says submission grappling club and you know it's like it's a 
common enough term that you don't even have to really know about our school to consider it as yeah you a could top. be like oh i'm a part of submission grappling club i like submission grappling what is that yeah, yeah. exactly yeah Wow. Uh, it's just it's like the Genius. antisocial social club but or whatever they call it that's actually a club somewhere that's actually a thing wait yeah. no i don't think it is though no, no it is is it yeah Fair play. christian osbeck started it oh ah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i've been there actually sure lpm oh, yeah, <laughs> upstairs one of the shout, rooms shout rain clothing we need to get in touch with rain clothing asap to get this gum get some some t-shirts yeah exactly with the the royal blue you missed the royal blue because uh the screen ran out of charge or whatever but the royal blue t-shirt is just fantastic i don't know if it's royal blue it's just a very deep velvety tone and you know it shout out deep velvet it's like looking at you whilst you are it it's fucking sick man it's so, weird it's anyway, freaky back to chili oil merch we should get some merch chili oil though that would be fun we could just do like one or two that i make at home <laughs> I'll get in touch with Rain. Send them out. Get some hoodies. I don't think they did chili oil. Shout out, Rain. All right. Go on, son. Go on. All right. Nogi Ezekiel details. So. Embarrassing submission. Yeah. It's a great submission. From bottom mount, they take the double underhooks. But you don't let them get your arms all the way up too early, right? You want their head above your head. And you want them like... Ideally, posting their hands on the mat would be the ideal scenario, to be honest. Uh... But basically, once their head's above your head, you can try to fold your arms around your partner's neck and start to work the Ezekiel. And it's actually pretty hard once you feed your hands in. They don't really have space to push you away and they don't really have space to hand fight. So I would definitely... And also, it's competition proven. Tackett got it on Some Bradley color. Hill. Bradley Hill. Fair play. From top mount, though. Uh, and then they switched it to close guard. Yeah, and then Bradley swept to close guard, but Tackett kept it all the way to standing and finished it face-to-face standing. Uh, and then also Craig was threatening it against Kanan Duarte. Yep. Shout out the Lakers. And he kept him from submitting him in mount for a long amount of time. Just by threatening the Zeke. Just by threatening the Ezekiel over and over again. And Kanan obviously being like, well, it's not worth it losing to that by any means when I'm points up. No way. Me neither. Top neck exercises, bulletproof against stack. Bulletproof. You can't bulletproof yourself. If you, if you get stacked really hard, it doesn't matter how strong your neck is, it's going to hurt. If you have a weak neck, it's obviously going to hurt more. Um, I would say the top neck exercises are getting very strong and mobile shoulders, making sure your scapula can move properly, having a good push Sick. overhead, having a good push in front, having a good pull. Um and then very strong traps. And then as a direct neck exercise, some isometric holds on a Swiss ball on a wall, and you can move that down to a bench. I don't recommend doing too much of the direct neck work because I think if you have very you know, mobile, strong shoulders, I think that will take care of itself. Warming up your neck before class. I feel like no one really does that. I've never seen you do that. I've done it one time. Yeah, I've done in a, recent memory. I've done it a couple of times. What I actually do before I get before I go to class, I jump on the floor and I do my shoulder warm-ups to get the shoulder blades moving properly. Hmm. And I feel that really does help my neck as a hobbyist. I do neck cars and then if I was to do something, it'd be lying down and just head forward, head to the side, head left and right. Know, that kind of stuff. Do some reps, get the neck warm. Yeah. And yeah, even forward and backward rolls. I feel like 
really you should be able to backward roll out of a stack so the times you get injured is when you look one way and try to backwards roll the other way and then you just end up breaking your neck so the, the <laughs> or, double, or d- double legging people and they just, just yeah yeah that was it yeah spiked. or spiking in the head so yeah if you if you just double leg people with a blast double you're probably going to injure your neck more often than not if you yeah. i mean even guillotines aren't necessarily that bad for your neck if you know what you're doing so yeah. I mean, maybe getting like suplexed with the guillotine is pretty bad for your neck. But even then, you can you can like jump and go with it and keep your neck safe. I think where a lot of people going to run into issues as well is like, especially some of the hobbyists, is like getting being on the cross faces and having rear naked and people face choking them. But if you have strong shoulder blades and strong traps, that's not going to be as much yeah. of an issue for you. Obviously, making sure that your neck has has good range. But I'd say strong shoulders, strong traps, and yeah. mobile shoulders, not just strong. Yeah, careful Having, in face chokes, eh? Yeah. That'll good, do a number. Good, good scapula. And, and the, the, one of the main things is just having good, can you extend your shoulders and get your arms over your head? Many people, especially that we know, if you can't like lift your hands over your head, that's going to be a big issue for you. Your traps are going to be very tight. Yeah, exactly. And if you get stuck in that mount position, you just be oh, fuck my neck. Yeah. Barely. I feel like I can do it with my elbow bent, but much harder straight. Yeah, but you can't get overhead. Some people are I literally can. like this. They're like, I mean, that is just. Retarded. I can't even. Yeah, a lot of people will. Be, like an office worker would be like, could be like that. Nah. What age? Thirty-five Some plus. Pe- yeah, look at that. Yeah. Forcing them. Yeah, full. It's cheating, isn't it? Fucking yeah. hell. Shoulder mobility, mate. Yeah, get on it. Or yeah. suffer a broken neck. Yep. We don't care. But we will answer. Uh, how about this one then for a question? Go for it, Chief. Uh, best transition from side control to mount. Struggle to isolate the near arm of the bottom player. Thank you. Or maybe he's signing off with his name. So what, what do you like to do? Well, I'm just going to copy your answer and say you don't need the near side underhook. Right. Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> but what, I, what I'll do, I'll try and... Uh, if I'm inside control, just get a really good cross face. Uh, and then try and, iso- try and isolate the, the far arm. Yeah. And then Actually, get the head across and then... I've got a better answer this time. So Let's if they're on. just shelling up, right, focus on moving your legs. And if they're pushing you with either of their hands, focus on getting inside position with the hands. So... Mm. If their bottom arm is just shelling up close to you, to them, you can kind of just go to mount. But if they're pushing you with their arm, then I'll probably pummel my shins over the top of that arm. Right, so you've got to play between threatening to go to mount when their arm is tight, right? And then if you do that and they start to push they'll, and you don't react, they'll get their knees in. As they push, you have to get your knee over their arm, like your shin over their arm, and then work from there to then again pressure mount and then you'll make them expose the next part of their body and then you take something else off of it so a lot of the time from side control you'll either go to north south with a kimura or you'll go to mountain basically fair play yeah there it is so depends right but basically that bottom arm you can pummel your shin over the top if they keep pressing you away with it that's probably the best way or if they're just keeping it tight then just go to mount have to make a distinction between the two fair play on a flanagan here all week how do i make sure i'm hydrated before a 7 a.m bjj uh, drink plenty of water the night before, but not so much. So it's going to keep you up pissing. But I'd say on your way to training, after you've had, if you've had some caffeine, anywhere between 500 milliliters 
to a liter of water and then when you get to training make sure you're drinking some water as well in between your rounds and once you finish training drink the amount same amount of water as the weight that you lost with an electrolyte what about an electrolyte right before bed do you think that would keep you from pissing more because it's going to help you retain more water yeah. potentially. Water. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Water. Do say it correctly. Water. Water. Water, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, sorry. yeah so yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If you have just a big jug of salt and, uh, and a little bit of water, <laughs> chances are you'll be keeping that water. Yeah, it'll help you retain that water. Yeah. Water, sorry. Water, yeah. Yep. Don't so worry. there you go. Maybe I'll start doing that. Have loads of water and an electrolyte and then it will all be contained within until the morning when yeah. I'll have a perfect piss days try it see if it works for you i'll let you know i've done it a couple times but i didn't think about it the next morning i just you oh, know you just okay, what, just piss myself as usual oh, okay yeah i don't even <laughs> i don't even try to go to the toilet anymore I just, just i just that. let it happen oh sorry max oh sorry sorry oh <laughs> it happened again I do. well i'll see you in the morning it is the morning <laughs> what to do while having a staph infection and can't grapple Wow. Just grapple anyway. Yeah, fuck it. Just cover it up and grapple my G. Doesn't matter. No, staff's not contagious. Staff's on people all the time. It's just <laughs> about you. You joke, but it is. It it's is just actually. about your immune system. It might be in your nostrils. It might be, you know, on it a bit of... It is in the nose, bro. It is in the nostrils, isn't it? Yeah, That's where they test you for staff. Don't go grapple if you have staff. Don't do that. But we're not even doctors, so maybe you shouldn't follow our advice. Well, let's... Yeah, I let's, am actually a doctor, though. Let's preface it with... I'm not a doctor. Owen is. I'm actually a doctor. It depends how bad the staff is. Yesterday, I, I kind of I was like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just go train anyway." Most of the time, if it's a little staff infection, you should just do more weights and do more conditioning. So you could just go. I'm going to yeah. do three to four weights this week, and then try and get two to three conditioning sessions in. Go and crush that. If it's very bad staff and you have big a big abscess. That may be more serious and you probably should just be resting. Time to go and to the like, hospital, G. It's time to go to the hospital, my G, and <laughs> allow yourself. My Listen, G, my G. <laughs> my G. It's been you good to know sh- you. You should recover. Yeah, if it's a big abscess, you should definitely just focus on recovering and resting so you can heal that fucking abscess. If it's, if it's just a spot, it will go away very soon. Lift weights, cardio, sleep well. Honestly, though, staff can really, really hurt, man. Someone could get really hurt with staff. So if if huge amounts of white fluid start leaving your body from the staff, then I would go to the hospital quickly and calmly and I would explain the situation and they will give you antibiotics. Yeah, because otherwise you just literally die. I wonder how many times I would have died by now if it wasn't for antibiotics. Yeah, okay. say say we're we're here in this exact spot five hundred years ago. I'd probably have died of asthma. Yeah, actually no, because the smog syphilis? would have sorted me out. Shout yeah. out smog, syphilis. Yeah, it spreads around from, from boning peasants. Yeah. Life life would just be awful though. Imagine how dirty everything would be. Yeah, but you wouldn't cold. care though. You'd just be in the squalor. But cold, yes. Cold, cold would be everywhere as well. You'd just be used to it. You would because you wouldn't know any different. You'd be like, "This is, this is life. fine. This is fine." Yeah, but you could probably get away with a lot more. I mean, there was Coke in the Coca Cola, wasn't there? So, I'm, talk, I'm right, talking like 500 years ago, Chief. No, no Coke. I don't think so. Not in the UK. What about just like alcohol in everything? Yeah, when you had to drink 
when you could only drink gin because you couldn't drink tap water or water. Imagine that. Yeah, man. Shout juniper berries. Are they, are they gin? That's what it's made out of, yeah. Love those. Yeah, what would you even eat? You'd probably just be... Fessive. Yeah, you'd probably just die at 25, wouldn't you? Like everyone else. Yeah. Well, that's it then. Get over, over it. Get over it. Get over it. Fucking you don't know any better anyway. Cry, baby. God, fucking hell. Write a book about it then. Is oh, stretching you, can't po- you can't read. Is stretching post-workout beneficial for recovery? How long should I stretch for? No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, man, it's important to stretch. It's not. It doesn't help Stay recovery. loose. It doesn't help recovery at Stay all. Stay limber. How long should you stretch for? Until it feels nice. Sometimes it won't feel nice. Plyo that, stretches. Yeah, plyos are good. Plyos are good you could, as you stretches. Could, you could do deep plyos after training. It's going to be very hard. Oh, do you mean after training? Yeah, shout plus oh, yeah, blows. Okay, yeah. It, help, it will teach you to produce and absorb force under pressure in late, in late stages of sport, which is good. But I'll probably keep the pliers to the weights room unless you want to do a little warm-up on the mats with your deep-tier pliers. I would do that. Mm, but back to, that. back to stretching. Um, I just stretch if I feel like I really want to. It doesn't do a whole lot to me. If you want to get really, really flexible, like if you want to do the splits and get into like a nice thoracic bridge, it's not particularly helpful for anything. So you, but you, you will need to stretch to get there. But will stretching help your performance on the mats? No. Will it help you recover? No. no. Don't forget, if you want to get, if you want to stretch, you're going to have to like stretch muscle fibers and that's causing damage to muscle fibers. More damage, less recovery. Mm. If you already got damaged muscle fibers... What stre- where stretching can be useful, a bit of a stretch after class. When you're not pushing too hard, you just get into a nice position. Oh, I feel like I want to stretch these hips out a little bit. Get into the stretch, just nasal breathing. Do you ever feel like you can overdo the stretches? For sure. I feel like that happens very quickly. For sure. The line between a nice stretch and I've overdone it and now my leg hurts. Yeah, for sure. Thin. That's the muscle. That's, that's, that's damage to the muscle fiber. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're already pretty flexible, it's really easy to overdo it with a stretching. Push really hard. You, you've got much more range to, to give. So if you want to stretch after training, don't overdo it. You don't need to push too hard into it. It should be thought of as more of a relaxation exercise to get into your parasympathetic nervous system so you can relax and get your heart rate down. Would you say to just stop stretching once you feel like it's relaxed? Yep. Don't continue with the goal of flexibility after training. Okay, great. 100%. Love that as an answer. It makes sense to me and it's easier than stretching. Just not. Uh, let's quickly check the YouTube and then we're, we're Mate, done. Give That's it a 40 go. Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, good on it. I'll have a look. Oh, man. We love YouTube. They pay us money. I just sent you money. Did you see that? I didn't even see it. It must have gone into the, what the, the yacht fund uh, next to my other millions. Uh uh, we, uh, do, you, do you do a video breakdown of William Tackett versus Ono Flanagan? You should watch that. Oh, as in, as in, he's like, you should watch that. Oh, I see. Like, yeah. as in, it's already out. We already saw it. We saw it. It was more like a play-by-play than I would say a breakdown. But there was some good insights there. I recommend going check it out. It's good. Uh, and he does some other breakdowns, which are pretty nice, pretty nice. Uh. Oh, one of these trolls. Every time I make my comments not visible, I feel like it's going to be tracking your client. Uh, I can't be bothering this <sighs> troll's client. This troll's uh, comments. How would you lock? How would you look? Wow. 
YouTube just throws me off. Must man. take you a while to do things. How would you look to enter the false reap against defensive kneeling opponents, or would you go for something else? I actually love doing this. So, listen here, buddy. You take an inside grip on the leg you're trying to false reap. Your left foot swings over and plants on the far thigh, and that will give you like a, and you flare your left knee against their chest, and that will kind of tip them backwards and away from the leg that you're holding so that you have just enough space to wedge your other knee behind their leg and only then do you fold your left leg on the inside. So you use that stomp on the hip basically to take their butt off their heels a little bit by kicking them away and pulling their leg. Then you wedge your other knee behind and then from there you cross your legs in a saddle and then you scoop your elbow, elbow under their shin and there you have it. That is an entry that everyone can use. Maybe we should do a technique tip on that. Maybe we already have. Say less, my let's, Aki let's and Swordfish. Nice. I think that's a fairly good podcast. Mate, that was fucking sick. 40, you did really well, that podcast. 40 minutes. How much do you reckon this will make us? Like 50, 50 billion, 50 jillion, I've trillion got to, I've pounds? Got, I've got to put our post up. It's good t- good posting time right now, so I've got to Yo, get mate, it out. Right it out. Love that, People bro. love it, mate. They wait every day, mate. Love that, mate. mate. Fucking hell, where's this post? What's the post going to be on? Uh, nutrition for early morning sessions and then I'm going to do nutrition for late evening sessions can you do one on how to survive in London without getting stabbed yeah I don't know if that's possible mate what about if you've got a really nice shiny Rolex and like seven youths come up to you okay it's going to get taken what if it's hard to get off the wrist and you're like hold on and you're just fiddling with it trying to get it off but the roadmen are really impatient they'll just walk away they'll walk away they'll get sick of it with your hand I can't be stuck They'll take your hand. No, no, just be like me. I can't. Oh, fucking about. hell, mate. Just have a good day, all right? It's taking too long, isn't it? Go, hurry up. Who called this guy? Yeah. All right. I had a fantastic time today. Did you? Yeah, I did. You got your podcast in Germany. No, the BJJ camp in Germany this weekend. This is also a camp, actually. Yeah. So yeah. for the next three weekends, I'll be going to Germany for jiu-jitsu camps. Oh, wow. The first is... Jizz Bunker, a.k.a. Jits Bunker. <laughs> that is this weekend. It's, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, next weekend is Gorilla Gym in Hamburg. And then the weekend following that is Roman's Dragon Dranier's Gym in Germany as well. Shout Germany, guys. God, beautiful. <laughs> you guys are, are just hungry for jiu-jitsu. Fair play. Shout Keep Hamburg. Hamburg, hamburgers. Guys, remember, like, is subscribe. Is that from? The hamburger, yeah. That's fucking crazy. I never knew that. That's where it's from. Are you sure it's not just a burger made of ham? No. Fucking hell. Yeah. This is a great podcast. Mate, Oslin's got his workout from today to to beep out all swear words. Guys, remember, like, subscribe. All of them. YouTube, Spotify, some of them. Spotify. Go right now. Remember, Owen O'Flanagan has instructionals you can purchase online and watch. For free. If you have. Yeah, you can pirate them for free, yeah. Pirate them. You can't pirate my. You can't pirate my strength programs, unfortunately. Although one one person could buy them, and you could spread them among many people. You wouldn't download a hoodie. Um, those ads. You wouldn't. You wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't. But you, you would download a hoodie. That's the thing. I'd download I would hoodie. download a car. I would. Guys, great to see you. Thanks, what, man. It's such a fun time. Fuck. Episode sixty. Shout out. Episode wow. sixty. Shout We've been out. Going for over a year old. Now. That's crazy. We're crazy. over sixty. Poof. Where does the time go? Yeah, it just goes by, doesn't it? Great to see you, man. At normal rate.